this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for indoor plumbing. Mm. Can you imagine having to potty train in an outhouse? No, nor could I imagine using an outhouse in this heat. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I sweat walking from our like garage door. Yeah. To my car. And then I, I get in my car and I have, you know, my, my sunglasses on and there's sweat under my sunglasses. I was thinking of the old timey ones, you know, the wooden outhouses that for whatever reason had, have like a moon on it. Always have a moon on the door. That's so weird. That that would actually be, I mean, it would stink, but it would be somewhat refreshing. Using a plastic outhouse, can you imagine being at a music festival and it's 100 degrees and this much humidity? This is why I don't go to music festivals. At the end of the day? No. That thing has been... Bleh. No. That- Baking. It's an easy bake oven for strangers poo. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the walk we had around our little office complex yesterday. <laughs> that was spontaneous and fun. Okay, we decided to do two very, like, office park things. First of all, we took a lunch break, which is funny because I've ne- I'm never a lunch break person. I usually eat at my desk, which I know is like really bad for you. But we decided to take a lunch break. There's a little cafe yep. in our office complex. As every larger office building has, there's uh, an, an in-office establishment and every one of them is, is exactly exa- the same. Exactly the same. I am convinced that at some point Boar's Head went around and just opened those things at office complexes. And they all have chocolate chip cookies wrapped in plastic wrap in plastic wrap Mm -hmm. that taste really good, except they always taste a little bit like the plastic wrap. Yeah. For some reason, they're always soft and, and they're perfectly done and they're gooey, but they've been, they've just been in the plastic wrap too long. It's a place where the expectations are low. Like I'm not taking any of my friends from out of town to get a sandwich in our office complex sandwich place, but like, it's pretty good. Like it's boar's head. You know, yeah. you can get a wrap. There's bread. You boar's head meat. Yeah. Cheese. Yes. Toppings, whatever you want. Yeah. Bag of chips. It's fine. So we went down and did that, which is like very popular. And I did feel very underdressed. I was wearing jeans yesterday. And like everyone, this is a, not a suit, but like definitely dress pants and like button up. Yeah. It's like the norm. Uh, it, most of the guys are wearing a ja- a blazer, mm-hmm. if not a suit. Yeah. So it's that kind of vibe. So we were definitely dressed down. Um, And then we went and it was not disgustingly hot. So we went and sat next to the little pond. And then after we were done with our meal, we took a little walk around the complex. Yeah. Got some steps in. Yeah. Did a little historical tour. (laughs) Right. Um, They actually have a plaque explaining like the history of it. So we literally were... You know, I was joking. We were on like a walking historical tour of our complex. I, it was I'm, interesting. I will read any plaque I encounter. You love it. I Jeff lo- loves a plaque. I love a plaque. This one was was just a paragraph about the developer. Um, did it say 80s or 90s? Do you remember? It said 80s. Yeah, I do. So, and I actually took a picture of it. So the guy developed this little office park as a mixed-use community in the 80s, which I think puts him... Two decades ahead of his time. Yeah, for sure. Um, he took, it was like 65 acres. Yep. And it was farmland. Yep. Which is weird to think about in well, when Atlanta. He, when he bought it, it was houses. 
Well, and then he bought it. Yeah, it was like 45, a 45 home development. Tear them and all down. And they tore it down. Tear them the all 80s. down in the in the name of capitalism. Tear them all down. We're building up. So they did. So they built up. And it happened to be, you know, there's like a really massive like highway interchange next to it that wasn't there when he built it, but like good for him. Yeah. Talking about seeing around a corner, you yeah. know? One day people are gonna go up this road. I normally wouldn't talk about this except. Our friends at the carpool with Kelly and Liz share recipes on their show from time to time and they make it work. And I would like to share the recipe of what I believe to be the greatest hamburger I have ever made. Okay. I have now made it. Is it two times in a row or three times? Two. Two Twice. And the first time I thought it was a fluke. The second time was actually better than the first. Okay. All right. I think you need to start with what kind of meat you bought because it makes a difference. Like if you're doing like 98% lean, no, no, you're no, not you getting can't. the same flavor. You got to go with- Was it like 80? 80, 20. You can maybe get away with 85, 15, but you can't go any less than that because you need it to be juicy, mm-hmm. right? You need the mm-hmm. you need the juices in there. So uh, I took it and, and I've been experimenting with doing- the double patties and doing them super thin. You know, if you've seen, what's the, what's the show? Ah, I'm forgetting about, it. I, for, I forget the name of it, but there's a, that, that it's a series right now on Netflix. It begins with a B, the B, the barn, the B. I have no idea. Anyways, it's a cooking show and they make a burger in there. It's a style. I made it. I've made that burger before and it's great. You just cook, you cut it, it you, you make the super thin patty. That is, this isn't it. This is five and a half ounces. And yes, I measured it. Yes, I weighed it. It's five and a half ounces of 80-20 ground beef um, formed loosely into a patty that's probably, uh, what's that, four inches? That's that's probably five. Okay. Small, I don't know. So it's a it's a patty that's that, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, the measurements are important. So I'll measure it tomorrow. But you form it into a patty. You put it into a hot skillet on the stove. This is, you don't need a grill. You prefer a cast iron, yes? No. Oh, no. Okay. I don't, what do I ever use cast iron? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I use, continue. I use those blue carbon steel pans okay. from Maiden. Got it. Anyway, I don't even think the pan matters that much. As long as you get it hot enough to sizzle when the burger hits it. You cook one side of the, you put it in, in the pan, salt and pepper, and you just let it cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as you start to see juices appear on the top, you pull it off the pan and you throw down a handful of chopped onions. Mm -hmm. You flip the burger over on top of the onions, keeping the skillet at the same temperature. But here's, here's the thing. The bottom of the burger, oh, rewind. Before you, as soon as you put it in the skillet, you salt and pepper it. Yeah. That's the only seasoning I use. You said that. Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, so then you pick it up off the scale, throw a handful of onions down. You flip it over on top of the onions and you let it cook for just a minute or two on top of the onions. Then you cover it. So you can use, I actually have a thing. A you, burger cover thing. You got it for me for that you put on a pan. It's got a handle on top. Before that, I would just use a metal mixing bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. But you cut, you put, if you want cheese, this is when you put the cheese on it. 
And then you cover it and you turn down the heat about 50% and you let it cook for a few more minutes without actually touching the bottom of the grill. Mm -hmm. I don't know what magic I've done, but it is the most perfectly done, juiciest, not dry. I don't know if you use the word fluffy to describe a burger. I think juicy is the right word. Right? Mm -hmm. But it's not heavy. It's so good. So good. What kind of cheese? Whatever. That's personal preference. I'm a What do you think is the perfect cheese for a burger? I'm not. I know your dad is very American cheese. Uh, He's not with burgers. I I think he usually does cheddar on burgers, actually. Yeah. Whatever he has, he feels passionate about it. Yeah. I'm whatever. Whatever. A good melty cheese. Mm -hmm. Slices. I don't know. Kraft singles. No matter. Throw it on there. But a good, I think the key is the onions. Mm-hmm. Not letting the bottom of the burger touch. Because I think it almost steams it a little bit. Yeah. And the covering. Mm-hmm. So good. Anyways, if you try it, good luck to you. I wanted to share because it truly was, for two days in a row, the most outstanding burger I've ever made. Everywhere I look online right now, there is something about the Gilgo Beach murder suspect that was arrested earlier this week or maybe this weekend. Have you seen that story at all? Can't miss it. It's completely, it, it is the script of a horror movie. And I can't, I, to me, I can't even imagine it's a real thing and it's not a Law & Order SVU. There's already been some documentaries on it and stuff like that. And podcasts, Crime Junkie covered it. But because the case before they arrested this person was that there were 10 bodies along a, you know, a short stretch of beach um, in, is it in New York? Where is yeah, it? Long beach? Island. Yeah, on Long Island. And um, they, for years, I mean, this is like 14 years that these bodies have been accumulating there and they didn't have a suspect. So all these people have been covering it, documentaries, whatever. And this week they arrest this guy that does not in any way scream, I'm a serial killer. He's, I think he's an architect. Yeah, I think he owns his architectural firm Mar- like he, married in Manhattan. With, married with grown children. Married with two grown children. Looks like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. 100% looks like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Um, and he is just, I feel like when you see people and you're like, okay, some people are like lived in their parents' basement and- People always thought they were weird and whatever. And this guy just, I think that's why people are drawn to it. Cause they're like, oh my gosh, so many people had interactions with him beyond his serial killer, you know, you, life. You, somebody went, here's the thing. Here's the, we're not going to talk about the gruesome. Cause he's a terrible, when you, if, if you're into this stuff and you, the details of this are worse than any horror movie. It's disgusting. Yeah. That's not the direction we're taking this in. To, for me, at least for me, for me, the fascinating part is somebody had lunch with him last week. Yes, somebody went and split a pizza with that guy in Here's- the in the most re- in the in the in the past couple of weeks and had no idea. Yeah, he probably had a beer with a friend, right? Like three weeks ago, and now he's he, he's in, gone in to prison. a high school reunion. He's done a Target pickup, right? Just like a dude. And that is terrifying. But here's my question is, 
do we all have like traits that if it came out to, okay, <laughs> I'm looking at this guy thinking there is no way that he is not have a total creep vibe. Like, and I said to Jeff the other day, how do you not know? How are there no signs that you are married to a serial killer? And especially like you have kids, successful kids. I, I just can't imagine a world where I'm not getting creepy vibes from my husband or some little seed that he has a double life. And that to me is mind blowing. Then I was thinking, okay, well, what if he did have signs, but they're not signs until you turn out to be a serial killer, right? So for me, if I if I got arrested tomorrow, it's like, oh, Callie Dollar's a serial killer. Yeah, You would be like, well, she loved true crime. She watched Dateline right. all the time, you know, like in retrospect. Yes. Okay. That kind of makes sense. But on the average day, not so much. What, like, would, what would mine be? Alone time? Sometimes he liked to be, he likes to just, he just disappear. He would just disappear and he would just go into our bedroom for hours at a time when we have company or an hour at a time just yeah. to like break away, just to be alone. And I always thought it was like kind of weird, but I never thought he was a serial killer and I'm not laughing because this is funny. Obviously it's not funny, but, but how do you not know? Like, But does every single person think about the person, you know, the, the best every, if you think about it, every single person has, if they got busted, has something where you could probably go back and go, Oh yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Like Chrissy knows everything about everybody. What if she knows everything about everybody because she's really a seller? Yeah. Serial killer and she's covering her tracks. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I don't know. This whole thing is going to be. That would be a fun game to play with, at work. What's your serial, serial killer trait? Well, when one person's not around. So say, so as see if, see if you could come up with a mutual agreement. You know what I mean? So if you work with a bunch of people and Callie is not at work today, then I think everybody gets together and says, okay, what's Callie's serial killer thing? Or is there a way to do it anonymously to see if everybody comes up with the same thing oh for, for you? Here's the other thing I was wondering is there are people in my life, circa my life, that I have felt I get a really weird feeling from. Yeah. And I can't explain it. It's just the vibe. It's the intuition I, it's a, thing. It is a vibe. And I had an old coworker that I felt that way about that other coworkers also got the vibe. Like it was just off and it was weird. And I was always very careful not to be alone with that person. Cause I just got the ick. And so is there a difference between we all have red flags and no, this person's actually like giving off the ick. We're just all kind of rolling with it because what do you do? There's nothing you can do about it. There's I think no, you're a serial killer. There's nothing you can do when somebody's just a little ick. Yeah. They gotta be, even if they're full on ick, you can be full on ick and there's nothing you can do until they, until they demonstrate it. It would be fascinating to, and you know, I, if I were, if you get charged with that tomorrow and they're like, Jeff's a serial killer, I will probably go into hiding forever um, and never talk to anyone ever again and like change my name. And you know, uh, here's why do I, that. here's why I w will never be charged with that. I don't have the follow through. I would, I feel like this is too much work. I can't hide a body. The stalking. Yeah. 
Oh, what? Now I got to dig a hole? Uh. You know what it kind of, you'd be like, I'm out. Yeah. If you are like me, sometimes it feels like your financial goals are totally out of reach, but they don't have to be. With Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with your own money through on-time payments and small everyday purchases like groceries, streaming, and gas. Members see an increase of 30 points to their credit card scores on average. This is huge. Chime reports your payments to the major credit bureaus to help you build credit over time, all with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. Start making your financial dreams a reality with Chime. Signing up takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash upside. That's chime.com slash upside. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank in a pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Based on a study conducted by Experian, credit builder members observed an average 30-point FICO score increase after eight months with regular on-time payments. Results may vary. See chime.com for details. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. You know what is bringing me tremendous joy this week? The Golden Bachelor. Uh, the guy doesn't look golden. He's he's a good-looking he, dude. He doesn't. What's his name? He doesn't even have a golden Jerry. Name. Jerry's uh, a little golden a bachelor. Little golden. Okay. I love this guy. Do you want, have you seen? I've seen the, nothing about him. I saw a picture of him and got annoyed because he looks, he looks like a, a seasoned 48. He looks like he George. He looks good. He yeah. looks good. They, um, I wanted them. I want the guy that walks our neighborhood who's armed perpetually in a sling, who has a pocket full of dog treats. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, and I want him being paired up. With the women who go to the park and feed the birds. Well, let's let me play this for you. This is from Good Morning America, um, and then we'll go from there. So we're all starting out on the same page oh. here. So we're all start, starting out on the same page here. This morning, the newest Bachelor revealed. I'm Gary. I'm 71 years young. I'm from Indiana, and I'm going to be the first Golden Bachelor because it's never too late to fall in love again. How does that feel? It feels amazing, and it's still sinking in. You essentially are going to be the representation for what it looks like to date in your 70s. I think my thoughts always go to the way I've done things, don't give up. There's always possibilities. Gary Turner married his high school sweetheart, Tony, together for 43 years, having two daughters. But then in 2017, just six weeks after she retired, his wife became sick and passed away. You know, she got robbed every day that goes by. That's the thought that I have. What do you think she would make of all of this? I have her picture on a dresser in my closet. Every morning I give her the nod. So what do you think about this? For a while, it was like um, I was having a hard time figuring out if she would be okay. Mm. But we always told each other, when one of us goes, we want the other one to be happy. She's up there rooting. She's saying, yeah, Gary, do this. Gary is ready to find love again. He says his daughters texted him to sign up for the show, and he felt like there was nothing to lose. 
Gary, Jesse Palmer, it's good to Zoom meet you. Yeah, this is awesome. There's this really important question that I've been dying to ask you. Gary, would you be the first ever Golden Bachelor? Well, hell yes, I would. <laughs> what were your daughter's reactions when you told them they picked me? They start screaming and everybody gathered round. One of those 25 ladies will be super lucky, Jesse Palmer, and like, yes, I scored. <laughs> I'd love it if I found a partner who was high energy, someone that maybe plays pickleball, someone that maybe plays golf. As Gary sets off on the adventure of a lifetime, he's hopeful a new love will be by his side. So we might see a wedding special in the near future then. I wouldn't discount it. <laughs> For Good Morning America, Kelly Carter, ABC News, Los Angeles. I love that his daughters were like, yeah, dad, you got to like get back out there and do this. Like, I think that's really cute. He is good looking, but he's not like, yeah, I live this fancy life in Miami. Like he's not slick looking like he looks like just a dude you know but he does look younger than his years he does look younger than his he, years he could be 50 yeah he looks or he's he's 70 something he looks like he's 50 yeah he he looks good um my worry is because i could totally be into this i think it's really compelling i think it's sweet i think in the world of today i am more likely to watch that than the real bachelor because i okay. just don't Hundred percent. Oh my gosh, I find it so aggravating and obvious. Yeah, you know, um, the promo that was good. The Good Morning America thing was great. The promo that the Bachelor team made for it very cheesy, and I'm worried that they're going to ruin it. They're not. That's the show. The show's cheesy. It's yeah, a cheesy show. Like that. It's a cheesy twist and a cheesy show. So you don't care and you no, won't watch it. I would, the cheesier, cheesier it is, the more likely I would keep tuning in. I want the cheese. I, you of all people I thought would love this because you love hope for someone that's like been through a lot. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. Married I, his high school sweetheart. I know. What are I'm, you made of stone? No, I'm, I, I'm. I feel like you're trying to bachelor it up and make it dramatic when it's not. I don't dislike it. I just think that it would have been, if they're going to go senior citizen bachelor, then go full on senior citizen bachelor. You know what I'm saying? Like hit the retirement homes. Go hit the retirement homes. Get the guy in his 80s who's the greeter at the Walmart. Mm -hmm. That's who I want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Not this guy. You don't feel like he's an underdog enough. He's, he's not. A, yeah. Yeah. You like an underdog. Here. Here are, oh. oh, I thought I was doing two today. Okay, go ahead. All right, here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is one in five people say that they have a toxic workplace. That's according to a poll by the American Psychological Association. Those who reported a toxic work environment are three times as likely um, as those in healthy workplaces to say their mental health has taken a hit. Um, I say that is 100% true. Like when you're at a job that you can't stand, life, it kind of like infects the rest of your life. Yeah. As you know, personally. Yeah. I think we also, having a bad job, I think I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do think we are going down a dangerous road of labeling everything- Toxic. Toxic or bad mm -hmm. or whatever. Sometimes you just have a crappy job. It doesn't have to be toxic. Yeah. Your boss can just be a jerk. That doesn't make it toxic. That just makes it 
a crappy job. A lot of people are saying that the most toxic um, jobs are ones where you have to work in customer service. Like people are actively getting meaner. Well, yeah, but the, I don't know if that's toxic or that's just a crappy job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, here's your second random thing for today. Nothing beats live music, even for babies. The University of Toronto did a study and saw that infants' heart rate heart rates would synchronize uh, with the beat on live music performances. Oh my gosh! So if they're watching a con- if they're watching music on TV, yeah. If it's a live performance, there's an actual physical reaction to kids as young as infants. Um, versus somebody who is watching the same exact song, but a non-live performance. Uh, Research finds that babies have strong emotional reactions to music even before they turn 12 months old. And your third random thing for today is, Jeff, I am sure you have heard of Magnolia Bakery in New York. Cupcakes? Famous. They have this famous um, banana pudding. Okay. Um. Anywho, Costco now has done a partnership with them so you can get Magnolia Bakery cookies in locations around the country. And that they're the, doing- it, was that the original place that had the line around the block? Wasn't that serendipity? I don't know. I don't know. Um, the cookies come in three varieties, classic vanilla, confetti, and chocolate chunk. But if you are, and they all three have the banana pudding as one of the base ingredients, which is kind of interesting. Um, and the boxes will have nine cookies in each box, which means to me that they're probably huge. Yeah. Because it's Costco. Yep. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Podcast. Peace to you. Callie and Jess. Um, Callie, I've been trying to get pregnant just like you. And for some reason, I had such a feeling like, oh, I'm going to, when Callie gets pregnant, that's when I'm going to get pregnant. I just had a feeling. And I was very happy for you when you announced you were pregnant. Congratulations, you guys. But I just found out I am pregnant. So I am so thrilled and so excited for everyone. Um, just had to volunteer the news and hope your little baby dollar is doing well. All right. Bye, you guys. Hi. Um, I love you guys, but I feel like y'all in the potty training is like way too much. Um, I had... A couple kids, when they were ready, they literally just did it. My daughter, who is younger than y'all by a lot, um, when her kids were ready, they just did it. And the drama that you've told me about is kind of, like, insane. It's hysterical. Don't get me wrong. And I feel bad for you guys. But, like, I feel like you two are imposing something and you shouldn't be. And I know I'm being judgy, kind of, but, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, Ellie is the sweetest, cutest thing I've ever seen or heard about ever. And I feel like when she's ready, she'll just, like, kind of do it. I've never known anybody with drama until I've heard you two with the the potty training. But, however, I really love you two very, very much. And I love hearing about y'all's life, everything. So I just want to come back to that anyways yeah throwing food out the window into like grass or trees where people aren't walking i think that's okay but my mom said taught my brother and i this growing up is that you never throw gum out into the wild because a bird might think it's a you know something to eat a squirrel and they could choke on it so i don't ever throw my gum out either and i see people do that a lot 
Hi, friends. Monday the 17th, I had to stop the podcast because I am with Callie, like throwing food out the car window so that um, like in a place where it can be eaten by wildlife, not littering, throwing it um, where it does inconvenience people or people could step on it or it just gets gross, then absolutely littering. Um, the other thing that drives me crazy is people throwing gum. Come on, people like animals can get that gum and it can hurt them, any kind of animal. So don't throw your gum out, please. People don't throw your gum anywhere other than in a piece of paper in the trash can because it's bad for animals. So anyway, that's it. Have a great day, y'all. Bye.